You're listening to The Droidcast, a dog and pup production starring Roger and Tristan. Each week, this father and son team brings you news, interviews, and information about Star Wars The Old Republic. Hello and welcome to the Droidcast. This is Roger coming to you on Sunday, the 5th of February, the day after my birthday. Woo! It was a wonderful day yesterday, and of course I've got Tristan with me. How's it going, buddy? Good. How have you been doing? Well, obviously quite good. Big yep. birthday. It was fun. We had fun. And even got to put in a little Star Wars in yesterday. Not too, too much, but a little bit. Although mainly lately I've been doing a lot of the uh, crew skills stuff. I... Um, it's expensive as all hell, as everybody obviously knows. Except you're getting money back now from the slicing, actually, aren't you? Yeah, slicing is not as bad as what it was. Now, there was no mention made that they were, in fact, buffing it a little bit, but it really does look like they did because it's now nowhere near as as bad as what it was before. So I've been seeing some money back from that, which is kind of nice. But, yeah, I've been leveling, um, well, synth weaving on my... Um, Sith Inquisitor, and which I got to tell you, at level 40, 400, when you look at what she gets out of it, I know she's hopefully going to be getting some drops later that'll be that'll help and whatnot. But oh man, it just it doesn't seem worth it. Like all that work, and you're looking at it, and I know they have been talking that they will be doing some buffing of professions as the game is going on, and not just, uh, like in the case of Biochem and uh, Cybertech, not just nerfing them, but they do want to make it so that all of the professions are going to be getting, well, some buffs to make them more attractive as endgame options instead of just doing basically PvP to get commentations and things like that. Um, there was some mention made of the biochem profession specifically for patch 1.1.2 where they did talk about what they're planning with it. And it is good news for both people who are in biochem as well as others because it means now that you're not going to have to have biochem as an end game reasonable profession. Except it's going to cost a bit to get it from the auction house too though yeah but it's not going to be too bad because right now there are a lot of people who have biochem which means that as per these patch notes and as per the post by uh george yeller georg georg <laughs> observer zoeller i'm I, I, i'm terrible with this name obviously he's a principal lead combat designer and he talked about crafting profession changes coming up in 1.1.2 and this was on the forums and he mentioned that they are going to make it so that some of the biochem um, like the ricotta stim packs and whatnot they're going to be changing them th- so that they are equal in potency to energize stim packs but they're also going to be making it so that some of the stuff that they craft is going to be able to be traded and um, sold on the Galactic Trade Network, which means that we're going to be seeing a lot more of those flood the network so that everybody can buy them. And what that also means is that you don't need to have that profession then to be viable in end game. Now you can just buy them, which means it frees you up to take another profession that you may just want to do. So that is actually fantastic news. 
Yeah, but if you have it, you'll be able to get quite a bit of money to selling them on the auction house. Well, see, that's the thing, too. Like, every profession needs to have things that allow you to make money off of it. Not just make you viable in endgame, but also that you can actually make money off of it. So this is going to be something that is going to help people who have biochem, but it's also going to help others so that, again, they can just buy what they need before flashpoints or raids or operations and... Um, and still be viable in that end game so that if they wanted to go say the synth weaving side so that they could make craft their own oranges and have a specific appearance or whatever they can still do that and again do very well so it's win-win in my opinion yeah so in terms of 1.1.2 we did get some other news as well because the uh the temporary patch notes went up for that the, the patch has not gone up yet i'm i'm guessing it's probably going to be on tuesday that it's going to drop but uh we did get more news about this as well you want to cover some of them yeah my favorite part so far <laughs> is actually the sprint if sprint was active when a player dies it now remains active when the player is revived i hate going to the pvp and just forgetting to put on that sprint and being slower than everyone else it is something that a lot of people are happy about so yeah it's going to be cool to have that in it's gonna i i, I agree i do a ton of pvp on on several of my characters and it's just one of those things that's a pain in the butt so it, it will be nice so they are finally fixing also the um the cooldown abilities that are on cooldowns are now more easily distinguished from abilities that can be used. And that was really ticking people off, especially again when you're either in an operation where every second counts, or if you are in PvP where equally every second counts and you don't want to be hitting the wrong button to save your hide. And so that's something that was screwed up after the last patch that they are working on. So that's going to be good too. Uh, what else we got here? The activation bar now appears at the correct time. We've got some further improvements to ability responsiveness and client-side anticipation of ability executions. That's huge. That's something that's been bothering people for a very long time, and they are finally going to be tweaking it so that we are going to see, um, again, the ability responsiveness should be much better. Not all classes and not, all, and not everybody is suffering from that, but I tell you what, there are quite a few who are. Yeah, I only got a bit bad like that when it was leg, and that's because it was leggy, so... Yeah, well, a lot of people are seeing it too. If they are getting lower frame rates, it is having a, an impact. So there are some changes that are going to be coming also for the Jedi Counselors. Well, there's changes for several classes, but one of the the, the changes for both the Jedi Counselor as well as the Sith Inquisitor is the changes specifically to the Shadow Tree and the Assassin specs, wherein all techniques are going to cost, or all saber charges are now going to cost 100 force. So so there's a lot of people that have been complaining about that and saying that it will actually be a nerf and it's going to uh, adversely affect them. A lot of these tweaks are coming through because of PvP. They really are trying to balance PvE and PvP, but in the same way that we saw that you know, for over seven years, WoW has had a hard time being able to balance all abilities between PvE and PvP. Well, guess what? The Old Republic is no different, and we're seeing some of that now. Yeah. And it is something where when you are in a, um, a war zone and you're going up, I get ripped to shreds <laughs> by Shadow Counselors. It's it's really noticeable how dangerous they are against my class, not necessarily against all others, but man, 
they they are a little dangerous. It's nice how they fixed the um the smuggler and operative so that's not as crazy damage. Well, that's more so in operations than that's for the diversion. So I don't know how much of an impact that's going to have on in, in PvP kind of thing because they are still pretty damn dangerous. Yeah. So uh, we also got some news for the companions. Companion characters can no longer, uh, no longer occasionally appear unclothed <laughs> when summoned. I have yet to see that. I don't know who is seeing that, but apparently some people are. I think it's hilarious myself. I haven't seen it yet either, <laughs> but I've been using Blizz most of the time, Steady. which is awesome. Yes, yes. You did get your um, your Blizz this week, so that was probably the highlight of your week, I'm guessing. Best character so far. Actually, no, that was last week you got him. That, it was yeah, right, was... right before the podcast last week that we did that for you. Yep. So, And you are still obviously digging him. Oh, such a cool character. But I'd like to know where the new costumes are. I'm seeing people walking around with these really cool costume assets. What I'll do, actually, is once I find where it is, I'll add a note to the show notes so that anybody listening who's wondering the same thing, actually, just check the show notes and you'll be able to tell because I don't know off the top of my head. Now, one so. of them has a garbage can strapped to his back. It's like, what? <laughs> um then we got some changes as well to some uh, operations and some flashpoints and some other stuff. You can check all that in the show notes. I won't waste your time. Um, we also, one of the other things that came up was a change to the legacy where they're going to make it so that you, the experience ramp up is uh, more difficult. It's increased beyond legacy 20. Now, the, the highest I've got on my, uh, my main characters is legacy 10 right now. And But from what I've read, they've actually now done the math, of course, because there's always somebody who's going to go out and do the math once the, the news comes out. And the ramp up is insane. That is a huge ramp up. It's going to be a lot more difficult to get towards the uh, the much higher levels. That said, at this point, until 1.2 comes out and we get more information about Legacy and what we can expect and, and what the actual numbers are, I mean, it's all who knows what you're going to need for what. So, And people have had quite a bit of time now to be increasing their legacy points and remember folks you're getting more legacy points from doing questing and whatnot specifically if you're doing higher end questing so if you have the option work on your dailies at higher levels work on your space combat also and things like that that give you commendations as well as uh, legacy points if you do care about that and you want to increase it Okay, so moving away from there, there was actually, and there, again, there's some more news and you can check them out all in the show notes if you want, that'll be linked on the site. Um, there was some big news that dropped this week, though for the most part, it is all basically hypothetical, and that is that there were some leaked content news some leak content patches news and it's for patches 1.2 and remember it's the the point x are your major packs pat, uh, patches your point one your point x point x are your minor patches those are sometimes bug fixes or, or just minor things that they're tweaking kind of thing case in point the 1.2 1.1.2 that's coming up soon but your 1.1 your 1.2 your 1.3 0.5 those are all major content patches so we can expect that they're going to be several months apart and they have some of the information from that has been leaked again all speculation 
subject to change, obviously, at any point. But we do know that Star Wars, and they told us during a couple of our different interviews, they are planning, they have already planned very, very far in advance. They're working on stuff now that we're not going to see for a few months still. So, Which is pretty nice to have a company that actually cares and is working that hard for the game. I agree. Yeah. I agree. The, it's something that we talked about on For the Lore as well. It's really nice to see how the game is going to continue to grow as we are. It's funny because I've been reading more from people who are unsubscribing. Now, granted, there's a lot of naysayers who say, oh, I'm rage quitting and I'm getting out of here. And yet there's a lot more people that I've spoken to that are sticking with the game because they are impressed with how much is being released for it. But it's funny because I've been reading from people who basically leveled one character to 50 and then they're done. They are basically, they they feel there's nothing to do for them at 50 to speak of and they don't feel like rolling alts. And it's funny because I think of it and I've talked to other people about it and this game is nothing like say World of Warcraft in terms of alts. For a game like World of Warcraft, I can appreciate how some people don't want to do the exact same content again, and so don't want to roll alt characters. That said, if you are playing the Old Republic and you don't want to play an alt character, you it, it is literally the equivalent of buying a game and then not playing 80% of it because you don't want to roll another character. Because... Not counting all of the planet side quests that you have to do, the actual, just the storyline for each of these classes is absolutely massive. There is so much story there that will take up so much time and you will never see the same thing again because it's a different storyline. And then while you're doing that, you're going to be working on different planet side quests that you're not going to always be doing the same thing. I'm leveling up three, well, I'm leveling up four Imperial side characters, but three of them quite seriously. And and really, I've barely scratched the same quest twice. Like, I've barely scratched the surface in terms of doing the same quest um, twice. My Sith Inquisitor is level 46 right now, just shy of 47, a couple of bubbles. And she has been mainly working on just her storyline. She, she has worked on some stories for different planets, and they've been phenomenal. Like, the Bell Savis stuff, oh my god. Absolutely insane how cool that planet is. But she's been doing mainly her own class quests, and it has taken me a long time just doing that. And so again, I keep looking at, I've done now a lot of the, I've finished off Act 1 on my Bounty Hunter, and I did that this week. Woohoo! Awesome! And I, unfortunately, my Sith, in, or my Imperial Agent is stuck right now. I can't finish his Act 1 because he's got two class quests that are bugged. I've already submitted two tickets for this. I'm a little kind of cheesed off. I've submitted, I've had to submit two tickets for it and it's still not fixed. I still haven't heard from it, even though I submitted the ticket a few days ago, the second ticket. And your other Imperial agent is broken as well, isn't it? No, no, she's doing fine. She's just, I'm just holding off because you have to help her with it. But, uh, but no, the Imperial agent has two quests right now that are stuck that I can't, I can't finish one of them and I can't begin the second part of another one because again they're they're both bugged they're both having to deal with uh, contacting watcher 2 and 
it's it's bugged. I don't know if it's because I romanced her. Maybe that's why. <laughs> there was a flirt option. He flirted with her, and maybe now she's ticked off at him and is not allowing him to proceed with his quest. I don't know what it is. But yes, I, uh, I'm i a little cheesed off that I can't actually continue the freaking storyline because I was so absolutely loving it. I It was going so well. Um, but the, anyways, w- the point is, is that working from these, I have put in a lot of hours. You can ask my son. <laughs> While we're sitting down and there's a TV show or whatever, quite often the wife is either knitting or whatever. So I bring out the laptop and I actually work on some different quest lines or some different stuff. And I've put in quite a few hours into this game. And I and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. So when people are saying they don't want to do alts, I just don't get it. It's The game was built around playing alts just to get all of the different storylines. Yeah, like if you only make one player two, you aren't even doing the other factions quest, which is huge. How many thousands of quests there are in the game and you're... I don't know about thousands. I don't know exactly how many quests there are. There's quite a few. But yeah, no, it's true. What's funny is that with these leaked notes, I was looking at some of what is going to be potentially coming out from, from all five of them. And what's funny is that five or four, sorry, two, three, four, five, excuse me, belch, four of them. What's funny is that I'm looking at some of them and there's a huge story arc that's going to be happening with the Dreadmasters. Okay, now if you're playing a Republic side, and it's funny because I've been reading on various comments on different sites as they're talking, the Republic sides are going, so what? Dreadmasters, I, I really... It doesn't mean much to me. Ah, but if you played the Imperial side and you quested on Balsavis, which I did on my Sith Inquisitor, Dreadmasters is huge. It's this huge story arc for the planet that is just a blast. It is freaking awesome. And so when I read that, I thought, oh my God, I can't wait to do that. Meanwhile, if you are played Republic side, you're going to see more of the Gree droids. So, and again, if you played Republic side, you know, obviously, well, you may not know if you didn't do the planet side quest, all of them on Coruscant. But if you did, you would have found that little droid from the Gree. He's a Gree ambassador who's off in the back there. And he sends you off on some, uh, what is it? The black bisector quests. And you speak to all these droids that use the wrong words and things like that. And damn near everybody agrees it's it's awesome. And so we're going to be able to do more with them, which is something, again, that you will, will mean more to you if you play Republic than if you play Empire. So I like that it is taking, it, it is offering you a lot more based on which side you are. Like, it's still going to be awesome for both sides. But again, especially as a Sith Inquisitor, when I did the the Dreadmaster stuff, I was like, oh my God, there better be more in the game with these guys. And sure enough, there will. So it's awesome. Again, you you have to play not just alts, but you got to owe it to yourself to play both sides. Otherwise, you're wasting money on the game. You're literally not using it to its full potential. Yeah, for the patches, which one are you actually most excited for, though? Well, let's break it down and actually look at the stuff that we are going to be seeing in each one. So, for patch 1.2, I'll let you take it. What are we going to be seeing coming up? It's going to be some new dailies for Corellia, which is level 47 to 50. And actually a flashpoint. It's called Lost Island, but... 
they don't really seem to know much about it. There are these pictures of the map that were taken, but that's all there is. It looks like there's lava, <laughs> hopefully. Then they have an operation that they're putting out, Explosive Conflict, and you travel to the planet of Dinova, where you will start battling your opposing faction. I don't know that that's lava. In fact, I'm quite positive it's probably not, because I haven't seen any lava on Corellia yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's uh, there's a lot that's going to be going on in Corellia. Now, Corellia is for higher levels, so most people probably have not seen it yet. I actually started questing there. Well, I didn't start questing. I headed over there at level 45 for the Sith Inquisitor storyline itself. Um, again, another thing, too, is a lot of people... I've been reading some people have been saying that maybe the game is a little too easy for them and they're not finding it quite as challenging. If that is the case, proceed only with your storyline. And I assure you, you will reach a point where you cannot go further simply because it is that difficult. And you will find it far more challenging. That's what I've been doing with my Sith Inquisitor. And every time I there's an option where I can proceed with her class storyline, I work on it even if it means it's going to take a lot longer. I'm going to have to use a lot more crowd control. I'm going to have to be careful. I'm going to have to dot and run, which, dude, I have done so much dotting and running and kiting. It's unbelievable. And the Sith Inquisitor Sorcerer is made for kiting. So if you do that, you will find the game is so challenging. It's it's phenomenal. It is a ton of fun. It can be frustrating when you get reach that point where ah, now I'm stuck and I can't proceed. And the only time that's happened is when the mobs are literally red and they resist everything that I shoot their way. But I have gotten to the point where I am on the third final quest for my storyline. And I got to that point with at level um, 45. And now at 46, I'm having to gain a couple of levels to beat these bastard elites. They're so tough. <laughs> also, you're able to heal yourself for people that are like tanks or DPS. It is way harder because you can't yep. heal yourself. You die so much faster. It is. And that's why I'm saying challenge yourselves. And that's what you will, you'll find the game is far, a lot more fun if you do so. And it is something wherein it makes a big difference if you are that hybrid build that can heal themselves. Now, granted, I've got, well, Vince, who's been on the show, he actually is tank spec, assassin tank spec. And especially once he got his talus to heal, there is next to no stopping him. Plus, he has some self heals himself and he does the same thing he challenges himself and he pushes hard too so he is seeing a difference as well in being able to have a lot of fun with that healer i find though that i don't trust my companion to heal in a clutch moment where you really need that instinctive healing to to do well and so I've been finding that myself being a healer although like my sith inquisitor is actually sorcerer dps spec lightning and so her heals are still quite good and she can heal quite a bit it's just that she doesn't have all of the abilities from the healing tree to drop the um the the use of the willpower how much power it uses and things like that so i have to be a little bit more careful but man i can progress through content it's insane because of those healing uh spells and then on my my bounty hunter i actually changed his spec from dps to full-on healing mode and you want to talk about challenge Healing as Bounty Hunter is not as 
I don't want to say efficient. It's just, it's far more challenging than, say, healing on Sith Inquisitor. I haven't yet healed on my Imperial Agent, but I will be doing that once she levels up. But on the Bounty Hunter, it is still quite challenging. You really have to watch your heat and vent at the right times and things like that. There's, you really don't want to overheal. And then you got to be careful how much DPS you're doing as well, because that uses, you get a lot more heat if you are DPSing, so you got to be very, very careful. It's it's something that I've been really enjoying, but part of why I'm enjoying it too is because of its the the level of challenge. But yeah, so there's a lot of stuff on Corellia that we're going to be seeing. Just to wrap it back up to the patch now, that if you've been working on Corellia, you are going to be enjoying these dailies. It's going to be fun. If you are, I'm actually questing on Corellia at level 46. If you're 46 or higher, Corellia is fantastic to level on. Crap load of experience. The quests are interesting. They're not as cool, say, as Belsavis, but they are still quite interesting. And you're getting a lot of the Zerka Corporation uh, backstory that you're going to need later on for these other patches. So between, uh, again, patch... 1.2, we're looking at the Flashpoint, we're looking at the Operation, we're looking at some uh, uh, Flash, or sorry, um, uh, Legacy stuff coming through. There's going to be a lot in that patch. It's going to be quite awesome. Uh, let's move on to 1.3 now. Best patch <laughs> I've seen so far. You Best patch it? ever! Yeah. Why is that? Because of HK. You get the companion <laughs> HK-51, the legacy of HK. Oh. Yes. It's going to be so cool. And it says he's only level 7, so... That could my... be a typo, though. That well, not a, It yeah. could be a typo. It uh, it could just be that that's the... The, uh, the level, level of the character, person, but not necessarily the level of the quest line that's going to allow you to get him. Yeah, but it is going to be so cool. I loved HK-47 with the calling everyone meatbags. That, of course, was in the Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. So, but this is not HK-47. It is HK-51. So there's going to be some differences. And I think that's part of what's going to make it awesome as well. But that is going to be the the big news, of course, in that patch is getting the... um, the the companion and then what else are we going to be seeing we're actually going to be seeing some dailies on belsavis which you're probably going to like oh yeah i'm looking forward to that a lot yeah called the horror of belsavis sounds pretty cool from the name of it well see the problem here too is that a lot of the information that they were able to data mine they're they're not getting a ton of the information in terms of what we can expect from the actual quest lines and and different things like that there are some some quotes that they're pulling and they're kind of piecing together a lot of different things we um we are going to be getting more of the dreadmasters in 1.3 as well which is going to be very cool those are again the there's six of them and they're they're exceptionally powerful sith lords so that's going to be very cool and so that's going to be back on belsavis belsavis of course is the planet that was the republic jail essentially the entire planet and so when you go on there you do a bunch of quests wherein you are working to either well depending on what faction you are but from the imperial side you're busting convicts out you're working to um 
to get rid of some factions. You're working on freeing others like the Cathars so that they can actually work with the Imperial side. So there's a lot of political backstabbing and working with these these prisoners and convicts and things like that. And and Belsavis is just as gorgeous gorgeous planet too it's bright and lush and meanwhile there's these jail cells and period peri periodical location periodical different locations and they're like dark and dingy and then you see a lot of prisoners frozen in carbonite as well there's a like one quest line where you get to choose you can only free some of the prisoners and carbonite, so you have to decide, is it going to be the maniacal, crazy ones that are just going to go on a rampage, or the ones that are more subversive that are actually going to cause more damage in a subtle way? So you, of course, mine just said, go crazy, people, and freed all the crazy people. <laughs> and so there's a lot of stuff on Belsavis is cool. So opening up more dailies on that planet, I will be making that planet my home. She'll be there all the time wreaking havoc. I think that's awesome. And then what else are we seeing? They put in a flashpoint and operation. The flashpoint is Titans of the Industry, where you see some Zerka tech, like you're talking about. But not much is known on what happens or where it's taking place. It just tells you that you got blast your way through some Zerka technology and... Yeah, hopefully keep some with you. Yeah, yeah. The Zerka Tech is uh, again. You're seeing a lot of that on on Corellia. You're going to be seeing some of that through 1.2. So it's it's building up. So that's going to be kind of cool. And then we got the operation as well, Terror from Beyond. Yeah, it's about the Dreadmasters again. So. Well, you know, not just the the Dreadmasters. It's also the Greed Droids are going to be in that one as well. Yep. So that's going to be interesting, and that that's going to be cool too. Because again, then you're going to be seeing a something, an operation that is going to be just as cool for the Republic as it is for the Imperial side. And that's 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 the main thing. Okay, so let's move on to what they're talking about for 1.4. They're putting in some more dailies, high value targets, and opportunism. There's. They're actually putting this on a new planet called Varl, which is the home world or of the huts. But it's where the huts used to live. You can actually pick up a piece of lore from one of the things. And it's about Varl. It's in the Codex. And it's the ancestral home of the huts. Varl was destroyed thousands of years ago. No accurate record of the planet's destruction exists, but Hut Mythos suggests that one of Varl's two sons was pulled into a black hole. According to legend, the resulting cataclysm devastated Varl's atmosphere and rendered the entire planet system uninhabitable. Inhabitable. <laughs> Uninhabitable? Uninhabitable. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big Several word. inconsistencies in the story have led May to suspect that the huts themselves were responsible for the plant's destruction. So this plant they're putting in isn't supposed, to, supposed to exist. <laughs> and that's why I'm curious what they're going to be doing with this. Because you get that lore piece in your codec if you, uh, I believe it's if you go to Hutta, is it not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Hutta level 7 it says, so... Yeah, so and I don't know what that means for the um, for for this. How are they gonna 
<laughs> if the planet doesn't exist, how how are we going back to it? Yeah, I know it. There could be some cool stories. It says no accurate record of the planet's destruction exists, so it might actually be out there, but. But who knows what happened? Again, I I have faith that they'll make it work. Obviously, they would have planned this ahead of time. So uh, it, it is something that makes me look forward to seeing just what happened. What what then happened to Varl, and and how are we going to get there? I like also that they're they're creating a lot of dailies because it means that it, you have options. I I really despise lazy development from MMOs wherein there are very few dailies that are added and I mean dailies as a whole is something that is lazy development because instead of creating a lot of different content they create one content that you can repeat over and over and over again and then they give you that carrot on the end of the stick reward so that you can use it to buy something with those commendations so as a whole I'm not a fan of dailies but if they offer a lot of different dailies and that's what they seem to be doing right now. So Then it's not as bad. Then I, I can live with that and it will be something that will be, uh, it'll be nice to do at 50 when there's maybe not as much else to do. Well, at least you have a lot of different options in terms of dailies. So what else we see? There's another operation, but that's it because putting in a new plan, that's... That's pretty huge. Pretty big for a patch, but the operation is scum and villainy. It says conversation is pretty light on details here, but from what we have been able to dig up, we will once again go up against the huts and defeat the army there in the process of building. So, so a, in addition to giving you a planet, they're putting an operation on there. And that's huge. I mean, when you're looking again at level 50 content, people are complaining, well, there's nothing to do right now at level 50. Yeah, well, guess what? Jesus, every patch, they're putting something in for you at level 50. And putting in yet another operation that you'll be able to work on, this is huge. So that is coming up on uh, in 1.4. So that's going to be, again, quite awesome to see and more hut stuff too which is interesting because i like it when they are working not just on the same kind of thing which like we're going to be seeing a lot of the dreadmasters we're seeing a lot of the zerka uh, zerka corporation and with the greed droids and stuff so this is going to be different at that point so that we're not getting tired of the same stuff now we're going to be seeing stuff with the more of the huts and then which will lead us into 1.5 and 1.5 they're putting in some dailies rakata prime I've talked about the Rakata before, and they were known as the Infin Infinite Empire. But now, they've actually taken a hold of this ancient planet, and you have to stop this dr these Dreadmasters and the Rakata, and stop them from getting a weapon named Aegis, which actually can destroy planets. It doesn't sound very dangerous, though. Aegis? Yeah, not so much. It <laughs> <laughs> seems a planet killer oh yeah that seems pretty dangerous i would say so yeah so that's going to be fairly awesome and of course they're doing both the flashpoint and an operation again for this one yeah the flashpoint is the imperial warlord imperial moff regis has gone rogue both imperial and republic forces want to shut him down and you have been selected to get the job done we've actually talked to this guy he's the butcher of coruscant that you talk to in the Black Talon. Right. I'm pretty sure it's the Black Talon where he says, go and 
capture the general. Is that him? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Moff Regis. Yeah, it might be. So, yeah, so again, both a flashpoint and an operation there. The operation is the, the Dreadmasters one. And, I mean, it will have been leading up to that for months throughout all of the other um, major patches. So, that's going to be. Oh, that's going to be something that would make me want to gear up my Sith Inquisitor just to be able to do that operation. That's how much I will be looking forward to the conclusion of the Dreadmasters storyline. That and imagine oh. doing all the operations with them one after another so you could see the entire story. That would just be insanely cool. cool. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The again the stuff with the um the Dreadmasters, if you haven't done it, make sure to check it out. That is on Bell Savas. So very cool stuff. That is all, of course. At this point, speculation, subject to change, call it what you will. It's not officially, quote unquote, leaked by Bioware to, to confirm any of this. So moving on from there, we were talking about what we've been doing this week as well. You've been mainly concentrating on your bounty hunter. We'll get back to that in a little bit. I've been concentrating on my Sith Inquisitor. If you are a Sith Inquisitor and don't really want to know what's going on, well, you can fast forward a little bit and uh because there's gonna be some spoilers but i was wor working mainly again on the story questing as well and at one point you are working uh on a dreamwalker type quest line and i gotta tell you for anybody who's interested in playing a, a sith inquisitor but it was thinking hmm, i don't know I, story might not be that interesting more so than so far any of the other storylines for the other characters i find that going into both act two and act three i'm finding that the sith inquisitor storyline has been one cohesive story progressing forward it's been phenomenal in that way so it's not jagged and all over the place sending you out for different things like the uh, the bounty hunter and things like that it's been just absolutely fantastic so the um, the dreamwalker phases though is at at the point where you have got too many spirits inside of you and you can't control them anymore in your head you go into this dreamwalker phase to try to find ways to control them and to get them out of your 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 mind kind of thing it is a fantastic mechanic that they've put in there it doesn't seem like much once you've been doing it for quite a while kind of thing because there's a few quests that you've got to do for it but initially when you go in there and you see everything's got this different hue yellow hue kind of thing and, and it appears more ethereal and then you are fighting the different beings that are inside of your head and they kind of mask themselves to look like other people at points it was phenomenal absolutely fantastic i got through several of them and then i had to actually stop because i reached a point where i couldn't beat them and so then i went and i leveled up some and then went back and continued on the storyline but it is just oh absolutely phenomenal and then i did get my zalik my final companion as well i found that I, I, it was a cool companion to get, unlike a lot of the other ones for the Sith Inquisitor, which are very meh, not a big deal to get. They may be cool characters, but they're, they're the the quest line to get them is nothing. I mean, compared to the Blizz quest line, and it's like, eh, it's a joke. But Zalik was interesting because it does send you back to where you started to see the new recruits that are coming up and things like that, and then you get to choose them. Unfortunately, the final part where you are actually choosing him, I thought was pretty weak, and it had been so interesting up until then that it was a little disappointing that it was like, at this point, oh, just like, okay, well, 
not a big deal kind of thing and just I'm, I'm taking him with me anyway so that was again a little little disappointing um but overall it's been a, a fantastic character class to be playing i'm very very happy that i went sorcery as well and uh lightning because she is just able to do damn near anything um and then like i said before my imperial agent has been basically stuck so please bioware do something about that <laughs> and my bounty hunter has been healing now your bounty hunter is working on a specific quest line and we're going to talk about that so hello you've reached a quest line how may i direct your call and this quest line is actually notorious it's the first quest you get after you finish hoth and it's you go to your ship and Bloodworthy and several other of the grand champions of the Great Hunt contact you to say like, wow, I can't believe you did that. Because you just took down the two hardest people on the blacklist to get. So to go for your success, they bring you to a celebration in the best location they could find on Narshada's promenade and you go to there and you have to use your ship's intercom and you talk to your friends and they're all excited for a break and you go down to the casino then you get up to the room in which it's supposed to happen and all you see is explosions and fire and then it seems sort of calm. There's blasts on the wall and fires on the desk. And you walk in with your gun held. And you walk around the corner and you see a dead body. So you walk up and push it over. And one of the other grand champions who has been slain by someone. So you know these are dangerous people. And you hear some noises. So you go to the end of the hall and turn around the corner. And there, at the intercom in the middle of the room, is the Jedi Master that threatened to kill you on Kesh. The one who wanted to bring you in and brought you there for the experimental drug. So, you walk up to the group and there's a group of them who are talking to this character. And the main one is a Jedi who, when she sees you, Pulls out the lightsaber and tells you to stop. There, you could do either a light side choice or a dark side choice. Can we deal? You'll pay for killing them or you just don't get it, do you? Of course, I took the dark side choice. You just don't get it, do you? In which you pull out the gun as they pull out the lightsaber. So it's blaster to lightsaber and then the fight begins. <laughs> And it doesn't last long. No, it did not. <laughs> I was level 34 and they were level like 40 something. Yeah. Now, okay, so this is a obviously a bounty hunter specific quest line. The, the problem that you're experiencing right now is because I leveled... I, I didn't level you, but I, I, I helped you level through your class specific quest line so fast so that you can get your blizz. 
So yeah, unfortunately, I'm like 10 levels lower than I'm what you're supposed, supposed to, be. to be. Yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, that like my bounty hunter is level 32, only a few levels below you, and he doesn't even have his third companion. You're two companions up on him already because I helped you out. So yeah, these quests are like way too hard for you right now. I was bam, Mako's dead. Bam, I'm dead. So. <laughs> and Blizz wasn't happy with you either too when you tried with no. him, right? Well. He was sort of confused. Once you get to the place, you knock over the body and he's like, party's all ruined, boss's friend all dead, what boss want to do now? And he's this little Jawa voice. Oh. So, yeah. But anyways, it is uh, it is still a very, very cool quest line. We haven't completed it yet. We will be doing that. I'll, I'll help Tristan out with it. But uh, definitely a fun quest for everybody to check out. We've been hearing more about different bounty hunter-specific quest lines from uh, both, well, you've got one, I've got one, and then Joe from For the Lore has one as well. And seeing what kind of differences there are based on the choices you've made in the past like case in point both you and i when we were on the ship and we had to take out the jedi master as our last target in the great hunt we killed both the jedi master as well as the companion or his padawan which Je means that now they want us dead even more yeah but joe actually let the padawan live and mm. so later on, when you are in the quest line where you go into that little warehouse and then the hollow communicator comes up and it's uh, the Jedi who wants you dead and you fight. Excuse me. If you chose to let the Padawan live, she's the one that comes and you have to fight her. Whereas uh -huh. if not, it's a whole bunch of other people. So again, we are seeing instances where the choices that you made throughout the game actually do come back to haunt you later on. And it is something I've seen on my Sith Inquisitor as well. So for those who thought that there were no repercussions to your choices, guess what? There actually are. And that is what is making this game awesome. With that, we are actually going to wrap up the show. Thanks to everybody for joining us this week. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to thedroidcast at gmail.com or you can visit the site, leave us some comments and well oh, on twitter as well twitter at the droidcast so we will see you guys next week yep have fun